On today's episode of All Things Reconsidered, we get into round two of our Tournament of Champions. This time, it's the Peas from VeggieTales versus all three members of DC Talk. Then, we get into Pokemon and expose its satanic ways. And then finally, we answer the question, is heaven for real? Hey guys, welcome back to the Lava Lamp and Link Show, where... (laughs) Well, anyone who's just listening audio only might be totally confused, but for those of you on YouTube, you know that according to our backdrop, that's what the show's about. Uh, Our very relevant backdrop, we'll tell you. Um, So, but actually, we want to thank you for coming to All Things Reconsidered, and uh, let you know that today we're going to get into a lot of fun stuff, and uh, Brandon, before we do, uh, what's new with you, man? Uh... Man, I'm terrible at the banter section of the you podcast. Gotta be more I'm prepared. so sorry. Here's the problem: is me and Joey like actually talk to each other outside the podcast? Yeah. And I think to myself, man, I should really save this for whenever Joey asks me what's been going on. <laughs> and if you're then not pre- how I is- just tell him. <laughs> how is it that you're more prepared for like theology than you are for just a simple "What did you do today?" Because I don't do much. <laughs> I'm a basic boy. I work basic boy. and I sleep. Oh, I slept for about eight hours over the weekend. That, just oh like during God. the day. You have no idea. I'm, I have two children. The idea of sleeping for eight hours during the middle of the day, that yeah. sounds like heaven on earth. Yeah, it wasn't eight hours straight. It was four hours Saturday, four hours Sunday, but it was lovely. Oh, my God. Um, Enjoy oh, it now. Here's a fun thing. <laughs> so this is gonna. This is like a, uh, a little... Precursor, a little foreshadowing. All right. Um, I was recently medicated for adult ADHD. Nice. So um, that's exciting. Congratulations. It's fun. Um, We're going to have to talk about... We're going to talk about the church and mental health uh, in a future episode. Yes, yes. And I'm very excited about it. We That's a very important topic. Um, if you guys are interested in that, please follow. We will be talking about that soon. Maybe the next episode after this one. Unless something else comes up that we want to talk about, but yeah, but definitely uh, subscribe because that's an important conversation about the church's response to mental health and about just removing some of the stigma from it. Yeah, this yep. idea that you just need to pray it away because so, it doesn't always work. Trust me, I tried. Yeah, so we we need to talk about that, but not what we're doing today. What's been going on with you though, Joey? Well, it's my birthday. Ah, happy birthday, Joey! Yay! Happy no, birthday! I can't. He- Do you not hear the internet collectively <laughs> singing "Happy the Birthday" inter- to you? The whole of the internet. The whole of the internet. We only have a few hundred people watching, so let's be honest. That's fair. But that's still a great happy birthday. That is a great happy birthday. No, but uh, I really, what I wanted was just more Legos. Dude, I, I feel that. I, I just really like, I mean, you can see, we have the, well, actually, you probably can't you see. You can't see. Uh, so I really just want the new uh, Space Shuttle Lego set, but it's like 200 bucks. Yeah, I'm a Harry Potter Lego Please guy. join our Patreon so I can buy <laughs> Legos. <laughs> no, that's a joke. It, it will be spent on equipment for the show. Like cameras that aren't our phones. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Now, after the cameras, though, then maybe, like... No, I'm joking. It's, it, it's going to be spent on the right things. Anyway, I think that's enough witty banter for now. Oh, we're so witty. We're, we're the, the wittiest. <laughs> the wittiest. Why don't we go ahead and jump into our first segment. Lovely. Uh, now, last week, uh, we started a new weekly uh, event called the tournament of champions and i think it's time to jump right in for the other uh, the next next round yeah the next round is going on so here is tournament of champions all right 
Today we have two extremely uh, talented and very uh, uh, practiced warriors Ooh. for the, our fight. We Ooh. have in one corner the two French peas from VeggieTales. <laughs> And in the other corner, we have all three members of DC Talk in their prime. So we're talking like right around the Jesus Freak album, right before uh, uh, the one after that. Um, oh, shoot. What's the album after Jesus I Freak? I don't album? know, Joey. Oh, no. <laughs> How would I, I know? I can't believe I forgot this. Oh, I used to love that okay, album. I'm going to the internet. Oh, I'm doing man. it. I'm going to be pissed see here. off at myself. DC Talk Discology. Oh, Bet you didn't know that word. I t- Discography, I mean. <laughs> Discology. Oh. Let's see here. Supernatural! Of course! Of course, Joey's supernatural. And now I'm clipping my mic by yelling. I'm sorry, everybody. I just can't believe I forgot Supernatural was their their other album, and I loved that one. Anyway, so we're talking right around that era. Before intermission, before they all went their separate ways, certainly before the cruise, we're talking about their prime. Michael Tate is in Newsboys now, right? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yes, he is well out of his prime. (laughs) Yeah. Um, these these gentlemen are very interesting. All three of them, I think, are, are interesting to, to, to study, to, to look at their story. These people are old. No offense. No, that's it's true. They're old. They have uh, Toby Mac has like ten kids. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of interesting 54, things. Four fifty. Let's focus though. I'm sorry. Before yep. we get into DC talk, we have our first uh, contenders, which are the peas from Veggie Tales. So Brandon, what do you know about these peas? Um, I know nothing about these peas. Um, yeah. Uh, from the picture, they seem to be uh, guardsmen mm. on the wall. Um, like I said, I think in last week's episode, they look kind of like uh, the two mm-hmm. guards from Monty Python. So I'm yeah. excited about that. Well, moving away from um, the peas, what do you know about VeggieTales? <sighs> to my wife, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all of our fans that I've let down. Listen, I know it's there's okay. a cucumber. Named Larry is Larry the cucumber. Larry is the cucumber. Very impressive. Uh, Bob is the tomato, right? Yes, absolutely. See, you know some stuff. Um, that's the extent. I know the intro okay. starts. If you like to talk to tomatoes, yes, and if cucumbers <laughs> make you smile, yes, is that it? I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's that's about all I know. I know it's all a right. ch- it's a children's show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where. Unlike women, vegetables are allowed to preach the gospel. Are there female vegetables in VeggieTales? Now that I think about it? Yes. Junior's okay. carrot friend is a girl. But does she, like, preach? Well, she was one of the workers in the um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego episode. Instead of, like, them having to bow down to an idol, mm-hmm. they had to, they were told to bow down to a giant chocolate bunny. <laughs> and Which is an idol. <laughs> Yeah, but um, they were working in a chocolate factory, and so yeah, that one—the carrot with the with the braids. Oh yeah, Esther. There's an Esther movie. Okay, nice, 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 nice. Um, so yeah. Oh, and the the Madam Blueberry. I don't know if she preaches per se, but uh, so yeah, there are some females. Anyways, um, not so... the point. Now, people might be wondering if we're creating a tournament of champions, and one of the brackets includes VeggieTales characters. Why didn't I go with Larry Boy? And let me tell you, I put a lot of thought into this. Okay, Larry Boy, and this is important stuff, so please. He's got, like, the plungers on his head, right? Yes. Okay. Larry Boy is, uh, they're on his ears. Sorry. Um, I apologize. I forgot (laughs) cucumbers have ears. Yeah. Well, Larry Boy is definitely worthy of being on this list. And for sure, in future brackets, he will be prominent. Because, honestly, a Larry Boy Boy versus Bible Man fight would be the stuff of legends. 
But for this first one, I decided to go with the peas because uh, honestly, they're just a lot more ranged. They're a lot more. Sure. There's a lot more versatility. Um, oh, yes. So, so you'll see. So let me go. Oh, ahead. and there's a pirate movie. Yes, the pirates don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the listen and the oh, hairbrush song. My wife knows all of the silly songs with. Like, they're all just coming to you, man. Like, yeah, the silly songs are the best. My favorite one was always the cheeseburger song. Have you heard that one? Nope. Okay, the cheeseburger song was with Mr. Luntz. He steps in for Larry one time to to um, cover for him. Like Carl Luntz? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Sorry, know. that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. That's a dumb joke. It's a dumb, I, I, don't, I don't know who that cut is. Cut the joke. <laughs> um, but Mr. Luntz steps in for Larry one time, and he does a song about cheeseburgers, and it is so funny. I actually sang it once. <laughs> in my okay, this is so dumb. But when I was in high school, we did a, a, a talent show, uh-huh. and in oh a, wait, did you say in high school? Well, it was just a joke. It wasn't like an okay, actual submission okay, or talent right. show. It was just during the intermission, we gotcha. all, we just all kind of joked around on stage. Ah, okay, okay, And okay. so, like, I did the Pokemon theme song. I did the, the cheeseburger song. Wow. Just, I mean, you did Pokemon and VeggieTales in one little bit? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was very... Um, well, you know, That's I kind of have my feet in both camps. Yeah, yeah, it sounds camp like And it. in the world. Yeah, you're, like, towing the line on the fence. Yeah, yeah. One of those kids. It was, shame, it shame. was fun. For all the things that we are deconstructing, this one thing remains. Oh, okay. Yep. And it is the love for VeggieTales. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Jesus. But my point Jesus. is, uh, VeggieTales is something that I will never deconstruct. Because okay. for all of the traumatic things of an evangelical childhood, VeggieTales stands there as, like, the one thing that's like, you know what? You can stay. One shining light. Yeah, because like, you... Ah! Yeah. This wasn't too bad. It wasn't. It was actually really funny. I mean, some of the jokes in it still land. There are YouTube comp- compilations of some of the best jokes from the show, and they're sure. legitimately good. Oh, good. Um, anyway, here's the clip we're going to go with for introducing these uh, peas. The names are Jean-Claude and Philippe. Okay. Uh, and this takes place uh, at the walls of Jericho. Okay, that makes sense. What are you doing? We're going to knock your wall down. By walking around in circles? Yes. It's not because we're crazy or anything. Our God told us to do it this way. Oh, that's a great idea. You go ahead and keep walking. Keep walking. But you will knock down our wall. Keep walking. But she isn't gonna fall. It's plain to see. Your brains are very small to think walking. All right, so what uh, do you think these peas would attack with, if you had to guess? Um, like, what do you think okay. would be their weapon? Besides so, being really smart, alecky, and, and rude. <laughs> I don't know why, but like carrots is carrots. coming to mind. Like they would use carrots. I don't this know is if you can tales. weaponize like you can, other. That would vegetables. be like throwing human bodies at people <laughs> as a weapon. <laughs> I think there are carrots like in this show. <laughs> That would you be know, like peas and carrots thing. Oh, like... okay, peas and carrots. Yeah. But but the um, carrots would be alive and be like, stop throwing me. <laughs> is it like? But so like, not every car in cars is it like? Yeah, I every... guess everything in cars is a car. Yeah, everything in cars is a car. <laughs> so everything in VeggieTales is a veggie. Well, their weapon of choice. Okay, is it their little hat thing? No, ah. no, they would never lose those. You're never gonna guess it. I'm just gonna show you what they attack with. <laughs> <laughs> slushies. They're slushies, yeah. 
Yeah. Joshua wasn't prepared for slushies, man. That's my new headcanon. That's what happened. Yeah, that, that's actually extremely biblically accurate. Yep. You know, um, it kind of makes the genocides that you see in the Old Testament a little more bearable to yeah. understand that it wasn't really killing anybody. It wasn't like bows and arrows or swords. No. It was slushies, slushies and like uh, Snickers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so those that's Jean-Claude and Philippe. They play the, the villains in a lot of VeggieTales episodes. Okay, like gotcha. in the David versus Goliath one, they are the Philistines. Oh, nice. Um, so they're they're just so they're pretty versatile characters. Yes, and they're always the contrarian. They're always right, the right. enemy. Now, how would these fight against grown adult human men? You might be asking. Well, Joey, I already know the answer to that question. <laughs> jo- my my initial reaction, my mm-hmm. initial thought is mm-hmm. Philippe. And Jean Claude uh-huh. win the fight against DC talking. Here's why. Wow, we here's, didn't even, we didn't even introduce them. Fully here's here. why. Okay, three grown Christian men being insulted in 2021 mm. would lose a fight <laughs> any day because they'll claim persecution. <laughs> that is accurate. They will claim persecution and they will they'll they'll lay off to the side and be sad and try to get laws changed and it's not going to happen and then yeah. they'll just overwhelm them with slushies. That is a fantastic argument, but sorry. Okay, the let me hit the argument. Don't even have arms. At least DC Talk among them, we have six arms. That's fair. That is more than these. And you got these are peas. I mean, a guy could just squish. How them. do they throw the slushies? Well, that's the thing about Veggie Tales. Nobody has arms, but they just kind of float nearby. Oh, okay. I gotcha, actually, gotcha. you know what? I guess that is actually a strength for the peas because that gives them an element of stealth. That's true. Like, you don't know what they might where their arms. You don't have to worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, don't you don't worry know. about your arm getting broken because yeah. you have an arm to break. And you don't know if they're like getting ready to swing and punch you because you can't see their arm. Exactly. I guess that actually is, is a benefit for them. But let me go ahead and get into DC yep. Tug. Now I can't show you any of their music because immediately we would get uh, yelled at by YouTube, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I would love to show you their songs and stuff, but what I can do, I've is, heard some DC talk though. Well, what I can do is, is just kind of introduce you to each member. So here is DC talk in their prime. Uh, this oh man, this was taken I think right around the time between Free at Last and Jesus Freak. That guy kind of looks like a young Woody Harrelson in the middle. So in the middle, that's Toby Mac. Oh, he was kind of the lead, although not officially. But he was the rapper. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then over here is Kevin Max, and then finally over here we have Michael Tate. Right. Well, see that was their hip hop phase. Ah. Um, but then after Free at Last, and they got into Jesus Freak, and that was more of a grunge phase. Right. Like, Jesus Freak was our Nevermind. They, Which I connected with. Because, like, coming out of, mm-hmm. like, you know, not being raised in church, my cousin being in a heavy metal band, I was yeah. like, oh, snap, I can do this for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's not nearly as good. <laughs> hey, 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 some of the Jesus talks is, is still all right, right, but a lot of it, yeah, is terrible. So then after... After that, they got into the Supernatural, which was kind of another style shift. And then finally, they broke up. They, they wanted to each pursue solo careers. Right. They put out an album called Intermission, which was the biggest lie in Christian media history. The idea well, of Intermission was that this would literally be an intermission for the band, that they would break up, make some solo albums, and then come back together. Okay. And they never did. So we're still in the Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Are any one of the three dead yet? No. So, it's not a lie. Yeah? We're living in the space between the not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the NT right way of thinking of it. We're in the, the not yet and the, and all, the already. already. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, well, the thing is, though, there's some developments in some of these guys that make it very unlikely that they're going to come back together. Ah. Um, for instance, Kevin Max has just recently announced that he is an ex-evangelical. Oh. Huh. He, he's deconstructed out of evangelical Christianity. Okay. And he's on Twitter talking a lot about... Uh, Christian universalism, or at least mentioning sure. that he believes that way. I don't know if he really talks about it so much, but um, and, and so he's like the latest Christian celebrity to announce that they have deconstructed. So it doesn't really fit the feel that uh, Michael Tate's going with with the Newsboys and Guilty. No Newsboys. So Michael Tate, <laughs> Michael Tate joined Newsboys um, back in like 2010 or so, and that band's never been the same. No. Um, it's not where it used to be. We'll just say that. Yeah, um, I feel like it kind of became the revolving door. Yeah. So like, no one who's currently in Newsboys was in from the beginning. Right. But the thing about DC Talk is, although they haven't come back together, they did make some controversy when they reunited uh, and put out the uh, just. They reunited, I think, in 2016. Okay. Briefly. And they made this big, this big splash about it. They put it all over, you know, social media, press sure. releases, yep. saying we're back together. And they were very secretive about it. So of course, fans were excited. Like it's the end of the intermission. Finally, right. yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they're going to make a new album. They're going to tour. Turns out, <laughs> they reunited for a special cruise. The Jesus Freak Cruise. <laughs> so where you can... What is it with cruises? I, I, I don't like, know. There's like the K-Love Cruise. I yeah. think Dave Ramsey's does a cruise. Perry Stone like, did a cruise. Yeah. Like, like who wants what's to, with the cruise Who thing? wants to go on a cruise to hear Perry Stone? Like, talk about the rapture. Who, who does that? Who wants to go on a cruise... <laughs> For DC Talk. Hey, I would have loved to, <laughs> I would have loved right, to go on that fair. cruise. Oh, man, I would have been all over that. But, yeah, so they got together for a cruise. People were not pleased uh, with that. But I think they did pretty well for themselves. Um, and now they're still doing their own thing. Um, so how would these guys fight against the peace? Well, so here are the strengths. So, for one, they have a lot of uh, variety. They can uh-huh. they can jump in and out of various sure. genres. Yep. Okay, yep. I mean, Toby Mac has been hip-hop. They're chameleons. He's, yes, they really are. Yeah. He's, he's been in hip-hop. He's been in, in this weird, like, Owl City type of thing that he's kind of in with huh. his solo stuff. Yeah, sure. He, they've made, like, grunge music. I mean, he's all over the place. Sure. Um, you know, you also have, I think, just success. These... Not so much Kevin, unfortunately, but Toby and Michael are probably two of the most successful Christian recording artists ever. Very recognizable yeah. faces, so, especially in CCM. And tons of money. I mean, like yeah. they, they are just set. They're the Tony Starks yeah. of Christian music. Totally. So, like, I mean, Toby could probably kill the peas just by using Dove Awards. So mm. I think those have some sharp edges on the tips of the wings. He could he could probably do some damage do a little bat. Like a little battering kind of feel? Yeah, exactly. I mean, just with that alone. Sure. Um, so you also have uh, the Peas. And their strengths, like we said, are the fact that they have no arms. So there's right. some yep. level of stealth there. They're also very snarky. Yep. Um, they, they're able to to take down an opponent uh, just with simple words. Yeah, and like, and the Peas kind of ha- offer that, like, your guard is down. Yeah. It's a P. Yeah. It's a, it's a wee little pee. Yeah. And, but from that clip that you showed me, though, mm-hmm. it seems like there's an endless amount of them. <laughs> there really is. They, they, there is a never-ending amount, and there's a never-ending amount of slushies. Now, I'm sure these guys have had some crazy encounters with fans, but have they ever had slushies thrown at them? Probably not. I don't Probably think not. they're prepared for that. Um, frankly, I don't think any of us are. So, and, and let's not forget, also, now you may be thinking, well, peas, you know, they're just a vegetable. They'll rot. They'll age. They'll wither. They'll sure. rot. Here's the thing. 
those peas age better than DC talking. Joey, I, th- I, th- I think you're misunderstanding me. <laughs> you're having to argue against the peas because I'm for the peas. Like, well, well, that's I don't I'm... see how DC talk can win this fight. Okay, With so the... one, we have infighting in DC talk. Well, I, well, They've been on a 20-year intermission. Yeah, well, I mean... You put these people in the... They still are friends. I don't care. <laughs> okay. They're going to disagree on how they should approach fighting the peas. You think so? Two, those peas are like a hive mind. Did you see how quickly all of those peas not only sang the same song, but like harmonized together? And even on the spot, like that was made on up On the spot. He's like, join me in my very annoying song. Yeah, well, but like, I mean, these are musicians. You think they can't do a song? They have been they, able to for 25 years. They did a song on a cruise ship. Let's see those peas. A 25-year-old a... song. Good. <laughs> Thank God they know one of their own songs that they wrote 20 years ago. You know what's funny is you can watch some of the videos of them on the cruise ship. That they, they don't know the song. They actually screw up on the lyrics yeah. a few times. <laughs> I'm taking the peas. That's you it? Know, you asked my... You, listen, they are in sync. Yeah. They, I mean, those peas, they know how to work together. Did you see the timing of those slushy throws? Oh, yeah. They have no arms. Yeah. So they like they would literally not be able to see what hit them. Good point. That's so good point. I'm taking Philippe and Jean Claude. Jean Claude. Jean Claude and Philippe. All right. Well, there you have it. Now let me tell you, I would love to have Kevin Max on the show because he's deconstructed, and you're gonna have to explain this to him. I think he would take my side. <laughs> really? I think he would take my side. You think yeah. so? I think so. You might. You might be right. Might People, be right. shout out Kevin Max. Ask him who would win in a fight. 1990s DC Talk or Jean-Claude and Philippe the Vegetail Piece. I think you'll be shocked by his response. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Man, that would be a dream, though, to get someone like him on our show. So, on to our next segment. Joey, this this is something I'm not sure if it's going to work, so we can cut this entire thing out if it doesn't work. Okay. Do you know what Pokemon are, Joey? Do I know what Pokemon yes. are? Yes. I may have been an evangelical, but I was still a nerd. Okay. Well, that kind of made no sense. Most evangelical kids were super nerdy, so... Yes. So, <laughs> there are a lot of Pokemon. Yes, and and the, the, I, there are a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, every last one of them demonic. Really, and I feel like it is an important part of our job on the All Things Reconsidered podcast is to expose darkness Excellent. when there's darkness. I had no idea. I, I've seen videos of pastor's warning about pokemon yeah but honestly brandon i i thought that it was garbage and i didn't take them seriously so what i'm going to do joey is i'm going to generate a random number okay Okay. all right and then you and i are going to find the pokemon that corresponds with that number in the pokedex okay pokedex essentially the satanic bible pokemon oh my my goodness yep Lord, and Lord we are going to expose the demonic and tell people how to watch out for these Pokemon. Well, I want to let you know that I, I have in one of the videos that I saw warning of this atrocity of satanic Pokemon. Um, I did uh, one of them said that Pikachu's tail was a satanic S symbol. It's I mean, and it's there. He even pointed out that it was erect, which. Can't get more satanic now, than that. I clicked this random number generator a lot of times. You heard me clicking. I did. Landed on 646. I don't think it's a coincidence that it is so close to the mark of the beast. That is terrifying. I don't think that's a coincidence. I, you know, evangelical culture already has me scared most times. Now I'm even, I'm at like an 11. Oh my God. And it's a dragon Pokemon. So, Joey, Pokemon number 646. Mm. 
Wow. Is a legendary, a legendary ice Pokemon. Anything legendary is probably oh my be god. The only legend out there is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. And, and anything else that says it's a legend is just trying to prop itself up in front of in front of God Almighty. Now let me tell you something. So it, the, all these Pokemon have a description about you know themselves. Oh, so, no, no, no. God should be writing our descriptions. The Kyurem, uh-huh. Okay, its description is this legendary ice Pokemon waits for a hero. To fill in the missing parts of its bodies oh. with truth or ideals. Ooh, that. Yuck. So what that's Yuck. saying is that you do not turn to the Lord to fill in the missing parts of you. You turn to 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 this, man and to Pokemon, right? To satanic entities and to tell you who you are, right? That is that is sick. And then and the other. So there's two versions. Oh, but you know. So, you have so red and blue. So it's a split personality. Red and blue. There's not there's not a fullness of understanding. Ugh. So you have to have two separate things to fully understand. I am disgusted. So in this other version, it generates a powerful freezing energy inside mm. itself, mm. but its body became frozen when the energy leaked out. Oof. Cold. It's cold, Joey. It's cold. That is, I think, a sign of, of this this energy within that is leaking to, out. Leaking out. That is a sign. Of that's spreading. why you have to keep your fire lit. Yes, that's a sign of what happens when you lose your fire. When you become not only lukewarm but cold to the heart of God, and then that leaks from you, so that you are tainting the world around you. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's. You know, coincidence that it's a dragon. It's literally Absolutely. a dragon type. Now, now, I think what the demonic is trying to accomplish here is a level of of uh, trying to present itself as safer than it is. Yeah. By saying, yeah, it's a dragon, but it's not a fiery dragon. It's ice. That's the opposite right. of fire. But this is no more than just a demonic uh, a, a lie right. to try to trick our children into thinking that they can cuddle up with this beast. Listen, I don't know what category means, okay? But its category is boundary because Oof. it's trying to put a box. Yeah. Around God. It's trying to box God it, out. One of its ability is, Joey, pressure. Pressure. It puts pressure on you. Yes. It puts pressure on you to, to turn more so to Satan. Yeah. And and to, to leave the, the bubble of, of safety from your parents and, and to turn away from the Bible. You know, this Pokédex is probably encouraging kids to read that more than the almighty scriptures. I'm sure. I, I, I just don't understand. Now... Now tell me more, please. What is this about the types? What kind of types do we have? So the type is, you know, it, the, everything has a different type. Okay. That it's classified under. So this is a dragon, and it's an ice type Pokemon. So they can be multiple types? They can be multiple types. So first we're teaching kids about multiple genders? Right. And now they can be multiple types? Now you bring up gender. Where Where is guess the line this, drawn? Guess what this gender is? Unknown. Un- oh, okay. Now it, it's evil in plain sight. They're not in even plain. They're, they're not even trying to hide the agenda that they're trying to push. This is clearly the the uh, trying to make normal uh, a, a life outside of gender stereotypes. Yep. Which were are God or God ordained. By now, the way. once one thing that it does have going for it is it doesn't evolve. <sighs> Praise God. But so. Wait, wait, I wait. think they're trying to use a little bit of truth yes. by saying evolution isn't real mm. with this Pokemon mm-hmm. to try to like hide all the lies. So yeah, yeah, my goodness. Well, I, I am I am shocked and and honestly terrified. Uh, we need to think of the children. We do. We, we need to consider the children who are going to see this and they're going to think I don't need Jesus. Right. I have Ky- Kyrmen. What is this? Kyrem. Kyrem. 
Yes, they're going to think, I have my Pokemon Q-Men. Am I getting this Q-Rem. right? Q-Rem. And uh, they'll, they'll throw their, their Pokemon balls at it. Yeah. And then they'll, what do they yeah. do with it at that point? Do they... Do and also, they... can we talk about the segregation here? There's a white and a black one. I think actually most Christians might be okay with They're that. They're probably okay with that that. that. that might be fine. It is fair separate, you know, giving the black Q-Rim and the white Q-Rim different abilities. Yeah. It makes sense. I actually think that that, that kind That's of went fair. over That's some fair. Christians. Um, but, so what happens once they've captured their Pokemon in their, their Pokemon ball? What, what, what happens next? So they force them to fight. Oof. Fight the demonic forces? Each other. Oh. So they're teaching violence and encouraging. Correct. Now, see, I just... gladiatorial violence too. Wow, they're in coliseums. Do you think that this this is Satan hearkening back to when Christians were thrown into coliseums by Rome and were were forced to be tortured? Do you think that they're trying and to... collected? Yes, as men. See that got poked with mm-hmm. swords. Pokemon. Pokemon. See, this is the plot of the devil, is to raise up a generation that turns away from their Bible and instead embraces this Pokemon Dex. Am I, am I saying that right? Pokedex. Pokedex. Yeah. I am very offended. Brandon, well, I want to thank you for, for bringing this to our attention. I feel like it's important to bring up, you yes. know, to expose people to the truth. That's what we're here for. We're here to expose the truth. Yes, absolutely. Um, I want to thank you, of course. And uh, listen, everyone, be alert, okay? Because be aware. Because your children may be playing with the Kairu man, and you need to be careful. You need to get into your children's business and, and ask them, how many Kyra men have you seen? Check their pockets. And, They're pocket monsters. Yes, oh, pocket monsters. Yeah, get all up in there and, and figure out what your kids are doing uh, because this is dangerous. Got to stay awake, people. This is dangerous stuff. And, um, you know, what you need to do is you need to replace those Pokemon cards with some good old gospel tracks from Jack Chick. Yes. You know, let them trade those. Let, let them, them trade gospel tracks. Let them battle with demonic forces. Hashtag bring back the gospel. Yes. Yes. Thank you. How is the Pokemon allowed in the schools, but Jesus isn't? I, I, you know what? I think that a wonderful band, Newsboys, has a song about this called Guilty. Uh, and, they, and you should check out our video where we break down Guilty. N- yes. Because listen, people, we are under attack. And, you know, sometimes those attacks might come from seemingly uh, harmless juvenile cartoons and pieces of cardboard, but that is just a lie of the enemy. Yep. You have to look deeper. You have to make yourself find evil, even when it's clearly innocuous. If it looks safe, you're not digging deep enough. That's right. You got to keep going until you're scared. Yep. And then once you are scared, you got to make everyone else scared. This is the Great Commission. Yep. Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome, Joey. Should we move on? We Probably. Oh, man. You know, every time we do a new segment, I always think to myself the whole time, are they liking this right now or are we just really annoying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so please drop out. a comment in the comment sections below telling us how funny we are because we, uh, we need oh, that. I don't want them to tell me that. It's going to be depressing. That's why I need them to tell me that. <laughs> just tell Brandon tell how funny he pretty. is. <laughs> no, just tell Brandon how funny he is, but don't, don't tell me. I don't want to know. All right, Joey. Since we have um, done the important work of exposing the reality behind Pokemon to our viewers, yes. what is the next thing that we're going to talk to them about? Well, uh, I am really excited to get into our topic for today, which is, is heaven for real? And uh, 
Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, I don't know if uh, these books were a thing when you joined the church, but uh, one of the most yes. um, prominent books was "Is Heaven or Heaven Is Real?" Right? Did you did you uh, follow up on that or, or um, read it? Or never read the movie, but I watched the movie. The... Never read the book, <laughs> but I watched. The... I also didn't read the movie. What are you drinking in that? I also cup, didn't buddy? read the movie. In fairness, <laughs> in fairness, well, I was trying. My brain works too fast. Than my mouth sometimes. I never read the book, but I definitely did watch the movie. I okay. think the movie was mm-hmm. is heaven for real or heaven is for real. Yes, heaven is for real. So that was just probably the most famous in a string of extremely uh, popular books uh, that I call heaven tourism. Ah, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't just call it. It's something that a lot of people call it. But um, heaven tourism. It was this thing that hit the evangelical book market like a bomb. Nice. And it, it really just took off. Every time someone would write a book about going to heaven or hell, hell uh-huh. as well was, a, was part of it. Anytime someone would write a book about that, it would fly off the shelves at your Dove bookstores. Understandable. Or, or, uh, Lifeway. I don't right. Know Dove is one. Lifeway bookstores. Um, and it would, just, it would just fly off the shelves. Sure. Um, so a lot of these books have very similar themes. What's funny, though, is when they disagree with each other. Because it's like, I think yeah, that's went always to the, the same best. place. Right, right, right. But yet you're giving entirely different stories. Now, Heaven is For Real was one of the biggest ones. It was about a, a boy who was only three or four. And his name is Colton Burpo. Um, I love that last name, though. I know, I know. I was actually positive I, I knew you were going to comment name. on the name Burpo. Burpo. Um, so Colton was sick. Can we I, call him Mr. Burpo? Yeah, we could call him Mr. Burps. I'm fine with that. Uh, Senor Burpo. So Burpo was three or so. He got sick. <laughs> how are you going to say that and not expect me to react? Burpo was three or so. <laughs> Burpo was a three-year-old boy. Uh, we need to bring in DC Talk to write a, a song for us about Burpo. Um, how, how have they not come back together to write a song about Burpo? I don't know, man. Okay, I'm sorry. It, the intermission's never-ending. So Burpo was three, and he got sick. I can't remember exactly what the sickness was, but it landed him in the hospital. Right. And he was, he was very near death, or may have even actually been... Well... In the story, it says that he did die. Right. Um, but anyway, so he's in the hospital, and his dad is in one room praying, and his mom's in another room, and and they're they're praying, but but it's not looking good. Sure, for this sure. And so he passes, uh, allegedly, I should say. And there, the doctors are able to revive him. Mm-hmm. They get him fixed up. He's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. He carries on with his life. A full year goes by. It's a long time. Uh, and maybe even a little bit more so. It's a long time. When he finally starts talking about how when he was dead, uh-huh. he went to heaven. So now we have a four, maybe close to five-year-old, talking about events that happened when he was three. Yep. And saying that he, he actually went to heaven, he met Jesus. And the parents, the the dad is a pastor, they immediately are, are just you know, sucked into this. Sure. They're, they're, they're asking him questions. They're pegging him with these different, um, scenarios. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're trying to build out the story. Sure. And slowly it, it snowballs. Yep. As things tend to do with children. Yes. And so some of the things that he, and I'll get into the logistics of that in a minute, but some of the things that he claimed, uh, was that, Let's see. Jesus, I think, was wearing or, or like lit up like a rainbow. He was like a rainbow Jesus. Okay. All right. Um, or maybe his horse was a rainbow, one of the two. Uh, he um, he says that people in heaven all have wings like angels. Okay. Um, he claimed that um, he saw his grandfather 
in heaven. All right. And he was even able to pick out the grandfather from photos, even though he had never met him because he was dead before before he was born. Okay. Um, and, and some other things as well. And so the parents jump on this. Journalists get involved. Reporters sure. get involved. The book is made, and it becomes a million bookseller. It's right. huge. Um, now, put a pin in that because I want to tell you about another one. Okay. Another boy um, has a similar experience, and the dad wants to make that same kind of burpo cash. Okay, he wants to Them make burpo bucks. He wants to make the burpo bucks. So, so this other boy, his name is. You're gonna love this. The boy's name, his last name is Malarkey. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I mean, listen. Yes. Was that not a sign? You know, I feel like discernment isn't a strong suit for some of these people. That's fair. Even though we, you know, have that whole discernment prayer and whatnot. Discern- yeah. Well, I don't think that was really um, where their head was at. So. So this this kid, he was older than Burpo. I think he was around ten or twelve. Okay. He and yeah, the boy who came back from heaven is the name of the book with Alex Malarkey. So Kevin is the dad. Yep. And Alex is in the passenger seat. Sure. And Kevin pulls out into a road when he shouldn't have and gets. I mean, they get smashed. They yep. get creamed. You get a little T-boned action. And they get thrown from the car. Um, the dad is pretty badly beaten up, but the son nearly dies. And they get airlifted to a hospital. The son is, is, he lives, but he is a paraplegic. He is paralyzed from the neck down. Okay. And um, he almost didn't survive. I mean, it was terrible. Horrible, yeah. Terrible. Um, Well, according to the book, which is really written by the dad, Ah, mm -hmm. Alex began telling stories about going to heaven and about hovering above the accident and seeing his, his dad being taken to the hospital and about meeting Jesus. Okay. And yep. be about seeing, being sent back down to his body. And then even from there, even back on earth, he told stories about repeatedly seeing angels in his, in his hospital room. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is uh, Alex and his mother begin very soon after the book is out immediately uh, saying that it's not true. Mm. They immediately come out against it. And they say that the well, that's dad... That's a little fishy. Yeah, so almost immediately they say that the dad made up the whole story, that the dad was just trying to get some of that burpo bucks. And then burpo dollars. And that none of it was true, that the, the, the dad basically coerced his son into telling these stories. And they wrote repeatedly to the publisher, which I believe okay. was Tyndale, yeah, and probably. repeatedly asked the publisher to pull the books from the shelves. And they kept it up for years. Well, they want those burpa bucks, too. I know. I mean, there's plenty to go around, I suppose. So they kept it up. They they, they, um, they had to, in fact, they had to pull support from several churches and oh. well-known pastors uh-huh. just to get the book removed. Really? Yeah. And the dad... It's their story. Yeah. But the dad had all the rights to it. Ah. Uh... The dad made sure when he made the deals that Alex had none of the rights. That's gross. Alex, Alex himself didn't even receive any of the money. What? All the money went straight to the dad. And then, get this, the dad took the money and ran. He left his wife and his now paralyzed son and left them completely on their own, took the money from that book deal, and got out of there. And uh, so, obviously, it's now been yeah, pulled from shelves. heaven is for real, I guess. It, it, it's now been pulled from shelves, and you know now that story has been, been um, clearly debunked. But sure. the first one with Burpo is still very much prominent. People get confused and think that Burpo's the kid that recanted it, but they're getting him mixed up with Alex. Ah. Alex recanted. Burpo's still very much saying it was real. The problem, going back to him, though, is that when you have these children who, you know, I have almost a three-year-old. 
Right. And she'll say the funniest things. Sure. She'll just say things that are completely random. And you know, kids say the darndest thing. There's a whole TV show about it. Exactly. Um, so when kids kids tell these stories, they aren't always on it. I mean, they're not always true, but they're not trying to be dishonest. Right. They don't really know better. It's kind of hard for them to like explain that it's their imagination. Exactly. They're still working out kind of how to explain that, how to grasp that. Right. And not only that, but kids pay attention to the reactions of adults. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if oh, my, yeah. if my uh, three-year-old came up to me and said something outlandish like that, you know, something fell out of the sky or something. If I kind of agreed with her, I was like, really? What happened? And kept her going. They'd have a whole thing. Yeah, they would shoot tell me a whole story about yeah. it. You know, and that's, I think, what happened with Burpo is the parents maybe... They're leading questions. Yes. Like, they're looking for a specific answer. Yeah, and perhaps they didn't mean to do this. Obviously, Kevin Malarkey meant to make a hoax. He meant to make money. Perhaps Burpo's parents didn't mean to do this, but with repeated leading questions from parents and journalists, right. this kid would just kind of go with it. And it's one of those things where, you know, people already have their idea of mm-hmm. what their heaven theology is. Yeah. And a lot of the times, most of the times in American theology, it's a very misguided view yeah. of what heaven is in this, you know, and the role that it serves and what it looks like and what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they have their kid who said, I went to heaven and I saw my grandpa and all this mm-hmm. stuff, they're like, oh, well, was heaven like this? Mm-hmm. Of course he's going to agree with his parents. Yeah, like, exactly. of, of course that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. it's it's a terrible mix of a child trying to please their parents and parents trying to ha- get answers to very hard questions. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. You know, even when they he famously picked out his his grandfather or maybe even great grandfather it was in pictures, the dad. So if you want to do this right, you would have to show this boy um, pictures of like fifty different random old men, sure, and have the grandfather hidden in in amongst those fifty pictures, right? And if the boy is able to pick him out out of all of them, that's something interesting, sure. But that's not what they did. What he literally did was he found a picture of the grandpa, of just him in the picture, no one else, holds it up to him and says, is this him? And of course... Of course he going to say yes. He said, yep, that's him. And then they're like, oh my goodness. But you didn't give him other options. Right. You know? <laughs> right. He, you could have held up a picture of... He didn't of, pick him out. You asked him a question. Exactly. You could have picked... He could have held up a picture of Betty White and she would have been like, yeah. Is this your grandma? Yeah. That's her. I mean, so... They didn't investigate it right, and it went off the rails. Um, the thing is, though, this whole uh, theology about heaven is so twisted, and I think that we need to understand that our understanding of heaven is infinitely more influenced by things like these books. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Than they are from the Bible. Right. And uh, so, and, and heaven's a big deal for me, mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of times whenever me and Joey talk about, you know, hell and all of this stuff, one of the biggest questions that people have for us is then what's the point of the Great Commission? Right. Like, what's the point of prayer? What's the point of making disciples? And it's because we have such a bad view of heaven. We have, like, as a church, we have fetishized going to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Of course, it's not a bad thing. I mean, the Bible calls it paradise. Of course you're going to want to go to heaven. Like, Mm -hmm. of course you're going to want to receive that reward. Of course you're going to want to hear the, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, receive your reward. Of course you want to hear all those things. However, Jesus says the point of the Great Commission is to bring heaven to earth. And the reason I know that is because whenever the disciples ask Jesus, how do we pray? 
he prays, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Exactly. The point of the church is not getting as many people to heaven when they die. The point of the church is getting as many people to bring heaven to earth. Exactly. Our mission is to have the uh, an Eden-like yeah. moment again where the two realms are, are overlapping. Right. It's, it's, and it's such a be- – like there are such beautiful pictures of heaven painted in the Bible. Like it says, you know, justice flows like a stream. Yeah. You know, every tear is wiped away. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying – we are to strive for that on earth. Exactly. We are to strive for justice to flow like a stream on earth. We are to strive to be able to wipe away every single tear on earth as it is in heaven. Not wait until you get to heaven to experience those things, mm-hmm. but to be a part of heaven coming and people being able to experience that now. You know, I, I think that's super important. And one thing that upsets me is when evangelicals are so focused on getting out of here that we forget that our mission is, is here. Right. That we're not leaving this planet. Right. I remember scanning Christian radio one time while I was driving, and it was in 2020 in the middle of the rioting and, and the racial tension and the, the coronavirus. And this pastor was on and got a question, what are we supposed to do in the midst of all this? And the pastor's advice, his Christian advice was, in times of hardship, we need to remember that this is not our home, and one day we're going to leave this all behind. No, we're not. And I thought, is that really the hope of Christianity that we offer the world? Yeah. Is that what we tell them when they're being killed in the streets, when they're dying from a, a novel virus, is, oh, well, don't worry, we're going to leave? Yeah. I thought we were supposed to bring heaven to earth. We're supposed to bring hope and and, and be a balm to the wounds of this it's world. It's laziness is all it is. Like, and, and, and not only that, but you mentioned how it describes streams of justice. Yep. Now, you and I, of course, understand that not everything in the Bible is meant to be read literally. Sure. And a lot of this is meant to be poetic language, things like yep. that. But yet, what's the main thing that you hear people saying about heaven? Do you hear people, when they talk about heaven, talk about the streams of justice? No, it's not about them streets of gold, They're baby. talking about the streets of gold. Oh, yeah. Because that is where our focus is. Yep. It's on our own material gain. Look no further than the famous verse about the mansions in heaven. Oh, yeah. Now, if you read other translations that are a bit more honest, a bit more true to the original meaning, like, yeah. for instance, N.T. Wright's translation, the New Testament for everyone, the verse, of course, that we're all familiar with is... Jesus talking, he says, in my father's kingdom, there are many mansions. Right. And so we get all up in our head that we're going to get our own mansion. Big old house. We're going to have this amazing property, gated community, streets of gold. We're going to have all the nicest stuff. We're going to be living in wealth and in luxury. Yeah. But in a more honest translation, like N.T. writes, it's not in my father's kingdom, there are many mansions. It's not even in my father's house, there are many rooms. Right. What he was saying was, in my father's house, there is room. Right. Meaning, there's enough room for everyone. Correct. Jesus wasn't telling them, you're You're going to have your own private place. Jesus Jesus wasn't going over and be like, you get a mansion. You yeah, get a mansion. Exactly. You get a mansion. He was saying the opposite. Not that we all get our own private gated community, our own house. He was saying there's room for everyone. Yeah. In that verse, he was preaching an inclusive idea of yes. the kingdom of God. That yes. heaven has room for all people. Right. Of, of every different race and, and, and ideology and, and, and you know, wherever you've come from, that there's room yeah. for everyone. And yet we take that and say, great, so I'm getting my own place. And it's so funny, too, because, like, Jesus even says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, how have we gone from the idea of Jesus saying, you know, I'm going to prepare room for you to I'm going to build your house. Yeah, I know. And I also... Like, it's such a, it's such a weird leap. <laughs> you know, I honestly think that it talks a lot, it's, or it speaks a lot to America's consumerism. You know, I, I haven't traveled sure. a whole lot out of this country, so I could be totally wrong. But I feel like, if I had to venture a guess, that perhaps other nations don't read this quite the same way we do. I would highly doubt it. Uh, I think our consumerism and our idea of status based on wealth has influenced our reading of this to where we think we're going to get set up with the mansion. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? um, And so something else to me, like, that's... I'm sorry. I'm just very much set on... A big part of 2020 for me was relearning the life of Jesus because I feel like we've kind of we've forgotten the gospel that Jesus preached, yeah, and we've made an American gospel, yeah, you know, and so the Lord's Prayer very much became a very beautiful, very transformative scripture to me because I wasn't raised in the church, yeah, but you know everybody knows the Lord's Prayer, right? Like if you're in America, just about you know the Lord's Prayer, yeah. And it is such a controversial thing to pray. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the controversy that that stirs up in the disciples whenever Jesus starts praying that prayer, that heaven is going to come to earth. Because, you know, in heaven, it, like I said a minute ago, God will wipe away every tear. And yeah. the beautiful thing about that is God is outside of time. Yeah. So the idea that he's going to wipe away every tear doesn't mean that we're just not going to cry in heaven. That means every tear that you've ever cried, Mm -hmm. God will wipe every single tear away. Yeah. That he will make every wrong right. He's going to make every wrong right. And we are so consumed with escaping to heaven that we have forgotten that we are part of making wrongs right on earth. Exactly. And so whenever people are hurting, Mm -hmm. part of the Christian call and part of the Christian responsibility is to help wipe away every one of those tears on yeah. earth as it is in heaven. And a lot of that has to do with acts of justice. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with 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 invading the culture of this world with the culture of heaven. Right. Which is a culture of 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 equality and yeah. of you know inclusiveness and you of take, love and forgiveness. It's about presenting to the world radical forgiveness. You take any verse that you have ever read about heaven, Jesus, I go to prepare a room for you. Mm-hmm. You take that and apply, I'm going to make room for everybody on earth as it is in heaven. And we would completely change the way that the church looks. We'd completely change how people respond to the church. If we started treating on earth as in heaven by taking every verse that we've ever used to brag about heaven Mm -hmm. and why we want to escape to heaven and said, you know, I'm not going to just, you know, be excited about escaping to heaven and say, I'm going to prepare room for people on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to wipe away every tear on earth as it is in heaven. Right. We would actually be accomplishing what Jesus told us to do. Yeah. Crazy, huh? But it's instead, crazy. instead, we're too busy idolizing this idea that some get more than others. Yep. So uh, look at this website here that has mansions oh, in heaven. So the idea... The super saint mansion. Yeah. So the idea is that there's a ranking system depending on how well you did on earth that will determine the how nice of a mansion you get so right right here the super saint mansion this is a home for those rare folks who totally commit themselves to the task of advancing the kingdom of god they get oh this oh my god they stop get, that's like three downton abbeys that's that's just huge 
Then we have the uh, Widow's, Widow's Might, Might Mansion, mansion uh, for the poor widow giving who gave all their wealth. You have the God-fearing mansion uh, for, I guess, those who feared the Lord but weren't quite as good as the Super Saints. Then you have the average Christian. That's like a that that looks like the mansion from the from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, agree. Yeah, just like sure. That. All down to the struggling believer, because we all know that having questions and doubts, you know, that's a bad thing. That this home is for people who made it into heaven by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, yeah. And look, we go all the way down to this shack and then this outhouse. For the pew the spiritually immature mansion. Many Christians fail to fully mature in their faith. Because these folks cling to juvenile ways, a playhouse would be a fitting home for them. Yeah, it's literally a children's playhouse. What? Yeah. In... And then we have the wood, hay, and stubble mansion. The pew warmer mansion, which is literally an outhouse. And finally, the quitter mansion. Because when someone backslides, it says that angels... It says that when you become a Christian, angels begin to build your mansion... <laughs> But then when, if you backslide, the angels stop. And so it's left with just a half-built mansion. This is insane. What? Now, this is stupid. This is very stupid. But what this shows me is Which mansion idea... do you think that you're going to have? I'm sorry. That's a good question. Uh, I, I probably... I mean, by his definition, I may honestly be struggling. struggling believer. I might yeah. be struggling now and then. Yeah. I mean, I, hopefully I would do better than that. I like to think that I would at least be at guard fearing. That's fair. But by his definition of what it means to, to struggle... Probably which, a quitter's mansion, honestly. <laughs> right, by his definition. Probably a quitter's mansion. The, the thing that this shows me is that we are still caught up with this ranking system. Yeah. That we think that Jesus is a respecter of, of a person's ranking. Right. That he, even in heaven... I've heard other people say... That in heaven we all will be basically grouped into different color robes. That the best, strongest Christians How are we will have make one heaven racist. I, I know that the strongest Christians will be in one color robe, and then those God. who aren't as strong, who maybe didn't get all the theology just right, who weren't perfect, they'll be in this color. And then like the Catholics, they'll be in this color and they'll be way in the back. We'll give them the bleacher seats at the at the auditorium. I mean, <sighs> it's this completely anti-Jesus message. Yeah. Where we think that even in heaven... There is no more Jew still, or Gentile. Yeah. And, but we want we still want some level of being above others. Right. So we right. still want to know, but will I have the nicest mansion on right. the streets? Yep. I know the streets are gold and that, you know, there's, there's justice and, and love, but will I have the nicest mansion? Will yeah. I have the nicest robe? Right. That's what people still care it's about. It's still a competition. And, and, and that, I think... We'll land you yeah. in the Quitter's Mansion. Yep. <laughs> yep. Squarely in the Quitter's Mansion. So it's unfortunate. Um, so I think that, honestly, if we could get our head around the idea of heaven on earth rather than us retreating. Yeah. And get our head around the idea of heaven being a place of total inclusiveness and yeah. love and peace rather than still clinging on to our earthly, our, our, our sinful ideas of, of being better than other people. Right. Then we might honestly get closer to bringing heaven to earth. Yeah, I and, agree. And it's going to take a lot of, uh, well, like the Bible describes, of carrying your cross. Yeah. And, and crucifying that flesh. Right. The sad thing is that most of the people that we're describing are people who think they've already done that. Right. And I'm not saying that from a place above them, because I know I have a lot of you know, flesh to crucify, of, too. Yeah. But this idea that, that heaven is a place where you just get 
you know, things where it's this material gain or, right. or a place where you're able to look above everyone and, and still hold a place of ranking above people beneath you. These ideas are just not of God. Yeah. And not only that, but as you were saying, we need to realize that the mission of the church is not to retreat, but to invade. Yeah. We're not retreating earth. We are invading with the culture of heaven. And what is that culture? It's forgiveness and it's love and it's it's equality inclusiveness. and inclusiveness. And when we invade this world with those things, we are creating essentially pockets of heaven. Yeah. We are making heaven on earth, and that is how we change this world. Yes. Couldn't have said it better myself, Joey. You basically did say all that. I just I did say all that. Said. You're correct. <laughs> but uh, so if you guys are one, you know, I feel like that's been something that a lot of people have asked us about is, you know, what is heaven? You know, what's the point of the Great Commission? And, th- and that's what it boils down to, you know, is just making sure that we are impacting people on earth now and not having to tell them that they have to wait to get to heaven to have their healing, to have, you know, peace, to have joy. They can have that here. Yeah. Would you say that Belinda Carlisle's song, Heaven is a Place on Earth, is actually theologically accurate? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, guys, that is it for today's episode of All Things Reconsidered. Make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell for notifications for whenever we upload. We are so glad that you guys are joining us on this theological journey that we're going on. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Our first book club meeting is coming up at the end of... Did we say the end of May? Yeah, we did say the end of May. The end of May is soon. Yes. I forgot. I'm going to be on vacation, so... (laughs) We're going to push it to the first of June. We don't have the date set in stone yet, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll But we do all the... We'll we, explain on the Discord. Join our Discord. Join our Discord. We do all of the updates for stuff like that on our Patreon and our Discord uh, on our Discord channel. So make sure you join our Patreon so you have access to that Discord channel. You can ask questions. We have a great time talking to all of our patrons um, about the episodes and just chatting and answering questions and just talking and, you know, mm-hmm. praying for each other and with each other and everything like that. So make sure you check out patreon.com slash allthingsreconsidered. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. See you later, guys.